Okay. Did you watch the game this evening? I watched Slash lunchtime. game this evening. I missed the fourth goal. Um, but I, I caught most of the game. Did you watch the game yourself this evening? Yeah, why did you miss the fourth goal? Uh, I was just like kind of getting things ready. So when I'm ready to go, like when I'm done with the pod, I can just get in the car and go. Oh, I see. All right, I got you. This is the, the struggles of having a lunchtime kickoff. Right, like the struggles of potting before work. It's like... The time difference. It's a hard life. It's unfavorable. Hard. I'm not looking forward to when I'm in China and it's like the games are on at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Is that still going ahead then, do you think? Yeah, yeah, it's going ahead. But back to the when? game. The, any... <laughs> okay, we'll go back. <laughs> back to the game. We can, get, we can get into some international politics later maybe. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I thought it's always interesting to see our second team. Say second team. There's a few players in there that are a bit like on the cusp of the first team. Yeah, out of, I, maybe out of favour, partly because of new signing Thomas Party and El Nenny just playing out of his skin right now. Yeah, Party's just come in and kind of just been like, oh, there's a certain midfield here. Yeah, okay, it's mine. And then, you know, everybody who we'd been building around before, like, we literally, I feel like, signed Sabayos back to almost build the midfield around him because he was a, like, integral part last year. He's now, like, on the fringe. I know, it's mad. He, he had a good game today. He was, yeah, he's... He always he's has a good game, but... Very good player. El Nenny, where has this guy come from, though? Yeah, right? It's like, he's gone from Mohamed El Nenny to Mohamed. Mohamed El Vieira at this rate, like he's El Vieira. Right, a little bit much. Vieira, yeah. I checked out his um, managerial career. He's it's actually doing pretty. He's doing pretty well with Nice at the moment. <laughs> not gonna lie, they've got some decent players as well. They got Jeff playing. They have, they have. They got Casper Dolberg's there. They got Dante at the back. They're fourth um, at the moment. They're doing all right. They also have Morgan Schneiderlin. They signed as well. It's true. Good sign-ins. Now, funnily enough, stumbling upon our ex-Arsenal managers this week, I was reading how to, why Thierry Henry is struggling right now. Um, it's, they, you know they do in like in America, they mic people up on the sidelines. Yeah. Well, Omri was mic'd up for a game and was just tearing into his players like, <laughs> could not do that one touch. Like, basically just calling them all absolutely shit the entire team. Yeah. Um, and they were, they were saying like, you know, maybe this makes people not want to play for him. And I was like, hmm, I can see that. But <laughs> when, you've, when you've played, I don't know, in the, in the Prem and Thierry Omri's level, you know, Maybe not everybody's as good as him. Yeah, I mean, there is that. It's hard, it's hard to go like down to a level that he's probably never even played before. <laughs> he's always but been he, sort of like... Didn't he? But he was 412 years old at the time. At Red Bulls, yeah. It's different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a struggle. I mean, you can't just slate all the players. It's not how it works. It's not like not the fucking <laughs> 80s, is it? But... No. Like, <laughs> I would never have put Henri down as that guy, you know. I thought he'd have been the like Arteta type manager who's like, 
Yeah, come give me a cuddle. Let's have dinner. I'll make you a cup of tea. Not just yeah. like good shit. Seems angry. He's <laughs> yeah, does. He now they made a, they made a, they got a couple of big names over there. I've got two in mind at the moment. Do you have any idea who they are? For Montreal. Yes. I've no idea who they've got. No, who is it? They've got Victor Wanyama. A. Wanyama. In fact, no, they got three players. One. Wanyama. They've got. One year. We have Boyan. That Boyan. That That's Boyan. where he is. Boyan. <laughs> the the Boyan, the future star, <laughs> soon to be the next Messi, <laughs> is now playing with. Uh, wait for it, Rod Fanny. From Marseille, who I thought played them like twenty-eight years ago. No, that was a he good one. Thirty-eight on FIFA. <laughs> when you're when you're like ten years old and you've got Fanny on FIFA. Yeah, the most I mean, hilarious thing in the world. I think that could be possibly one of the only reasons I remember him incredibly well. And it was certainly not his incredible football <laughs> ability. I don't think <laughs> so. <mate. laughs> Interesting. Not, so, but they're not, not having a good players. So. They're not, they're not doing well. They lost at the during the week. They lost the last two, actually. Interesting. The Nashville, Taylor Swift, Tennessee. And going, going, back to, going back to the Arsenal game just now. Yeah. I, I don't understand Pepe. Like, I just don't, I, I just don't get it. I'm like, I'm watching him and I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody so amazing but so bad at the same time. Like, I... I all within the same, within like the same dribble, he'll do the most incredible thing, and then like maybe one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> in fact, I was I was gonna quote D quite late in the second half. Cedric um, underlaps him. He goes on the inside, and he has the chance to release him. I'm not sure whether he tries to pass it or do a step over, but he nudges the ball to their fullback, and he's like, oh. Yeah, like, seen, seen he's so happen. you're so right. Like he's so frustrating the capabilities of what he can do. This is and the then thing. he will fall over the ball. It's like it's incredible of Javinho. <laughs> We've somehow found a modern day Javinho. Yeah, that's literally what I was going to say. But he <laughs> um, is incredible. He's like one of the most technically gifted players. He's clearly like quite intelligent as well. Yeah, but <laughs> sometimes. Decision making is just some of the worst shit, and it's it's hard watching the Europa League team sometimes because they're not bad players, but players like Joe Willock and um, who else, Eddie and Ketia in there, you can tell like they just need that experience so much. Yeah, like they're just not as clinical as Aubameyang and Lacazette. They just like they miss. I don't know. It's frustrating because they are just players that need more time on the pitch at that level. Uh huh. But it's so hard to give it to them. It's just too competitive at the moment. I would agree. Um, like they're knocking on the door, but I don't know. Now, talking of Joe Willock, we are, I don't know how many games into the season right now, and approaching Christmas. Mm. Do we know what his best is at this point? Um, 
what I immediately jumps out as like uh, an Aaron Ramsey type kind of thing. Yep. He's definitely got the legs for it. Uh, he's absolutely everywhere. And I think the reason I won't say number 10 is because he's just not clinical enough at the moment anyway. Yeah, I would agree. I, I was thinking, you know, he, he seems to play in the more advanced, uh, you know, midfield role. Mm. Uh, but he just doesn't seem to have that, you know, Sorry, all right, you're back. I missed, yeah, I think... All right, I missed that part. Um, I, I did think he had a good game tonight, though. He seemed pretty impressive this evening. Yeah. Um, we can ask from somebody who is, you know, on the fringes of the first team, um, yeah. you know, so... Do you know, it was that one, one thing about Mulder, like, it was actually nice to see them come out and press us high and, like, actually make attempts to attack. I agree, and it, like, that paid off. That's goal, right? Yeah, like it's. I think it's a better challenge for us to play against teams like that than like someone like Dundalk last week, who literally just had no intention of getting forward. Yeah, like obviously two very different tests, but it's generally just a more enjoyable game to watch when the other team sort of go for it a bit. Mm-hmm. I would agree. So I do. It's like fair play to them. That that guy scored a very good goal as well. Yeah, it was a good finish. And, you know, there are a couple of half chances, I mean, right towards the end when they had that deflected shot that just went past the near post. Leno actually made a pretty good save um, on the corner that we ended up breaking and scoring from at the near post as well. So, Why do you, you think they... Leno played? I, you know, I want to say that I back him and I have faith in him and Arteta made the right choice, but he's looked shaky. And, you know, it was a good finish for their first goal, but do I think he could have saved it? I think probably. I don't think he was set right. And, you know, ultimately, if we go on to lose that game, you could partly blame him for for that Yeah, but but why do you think he played? Because last week... Runison got selected, our second choice. He played, thought he was okay, like clean sheet. I mean, he didn't have much to do, but... Um, I honestly think he played for... I think Mikel was trying to get some confidence in him. This is what I was thinking, but... I said a couple of shakes lately. The other way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, he... It wasn't, te- it wasn't terrible execution, but to be honest, like, that was just decision-making. Like, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's harsh, and like maybe Enketia should have done better, but um, because the ball wasn't terrible, it's just he just got completely dominated, um, physically. Yeah. but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily his fault. No, that's the thing, you know. When I feel um, Mulder would have looked at our starting eleven and. You know, our front three, and they're never going to win a header if we're going to, you know, go the long route. So they know that ultimately they can probably press us a little more, forcing us to go long and then just focus on winning the second balls. Um, 
And that's one thing I, I feel with Eddie, you know, his goal scoring is not an issue too much for me. You know, you've only got to look at his under-21s record to surpass Shearer is, you know, not bad. But I, I do think he lacks that physicality at the the level that, you know, right, right, right at the top, uh, which I feel with going forward. Yeah, I'm hoping it comes, like, and he ends up somewhere like, ends up, because it's not necessarily a size thing, it's more just a strength thing that sometimes just comes when you get a little bit older. Like yeah. someone like Jermaine Defoe can like more than hold his own against big players. Definitely, yeah. And he's even Where... smaller than Eddie. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Um, so I guess there is an element of like, wait, how old actually is he? Because sometimes I, sometimes I like treat these guys like youngsters and then realize like someone like Ainsley Maitland is actually not that young. Well, Ainsley's 22, 23, right? It's still... Yeah. But how much younger is Eddie? Uh, Eddie, let's take a look. Look this up. Because sometimes I don't know if I'm like protecting these players too much. But he does, he does look like a baby, that's for sure. Though. Yeah, he's 21, so he's still quite young. Yeah. You know, he's not, he's not a kid anymore at 16. But when you look at, you know, maybe sometimes how he physically gets dominated on the field... It's it's tough, you know. Yeah. He need needs, needs to go and see for his diet. Leon Goretzka. <laughs> he needs did the Leon see, Goretzka diet. That transformation see, was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that tra- that's, that's the one you put on Instagram of Transformation Tuesday. Like, holy moly. I don't know what he was eating. I don't know how many years... He worked out in a week, like it was crazy. Yeah. The transformation, ridiculous. I know. Yeah, rumor, so, rumor has it he ate ramen and ribery. <laughs> <laughs> They're no longer about five minute players. They are not. But um, Ben's come out of retirement, hasn't he? He's playing in Holland. Yeah, he is. I think it's like Groningen or something. 30 minutes in his debut. <laughs> <laughs> He's just bored, but isn't he? <laughs> he is at bored, yeah. And is Ribery still at Fiorentina? I think so, yeah. He had What's a the talking about? Yeah. Those guys made a good a good living off the injury table. And a yeah. few a few cameos. Oh definitely. But good definitely. players. But um, um Yeah, I won't re- Oh go on. <laughs> I won't um I won't read too much into tonight's Europa League game because obviously we have to be realistic with like the opposition that we're playing at this stage and yeah. like say we should comfortably be beating teams like that and we did. Um but uh, yeah once uh, you've think... said your piece, let's uh let's move on to the weekend preview. Okay. So yeah, um how was I gonna say? So for one I think you could argue we should be beating teams like Mulder, but they came to play and, you know, ultimately we got a pretty lucky break. Equal, you know, the momentum changes. You go in at halftime, 1-0 down. Massively white favour with, you know, our own goal. So I'm just getting a coffee. <clears throat> um, Mason drinks coffee now. 
Oh yeah, babe. Well, I. <laughs> That's the start, though. Oh man, I've been two, three weeks into COVID. I was like really tired one morning, homeschooling West. I was like, I'm just gonna try it with loads of milk. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my god, I have energy. This is crazy. What do I do? Wow, this is great. <laughs> now I'm looking for work every day. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, uh... So yeah, I, th- I think that maybe we were a little fortunate um, with the own goal going in our favor. But, you know, we can only be who's in front of us and we did the job. And I, I must say, I'm always happy to get a win when I see a starting lineup with Squadron Mustafi in. <laughs> Incredible sometimes. <laughs> he looked so, uh, so slow today. <laughs> and like, I've never, yeah. I've never sat back away from a field and been like, is that what it's like watching me run? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the slow-mo Mustafi. Yeah, it's like, okay. You know, it's 100 metres. We'll see you in 10 minutes. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's got to give up at some point, I think. He must be watching Gabriel and uh, even Rob Holding come in and just think, fuck, I'm done here. His, his Arsenal career is done. He turned... So, I'm unsure why he got offered one anyway, but he turned down a contract extension. Yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> Which I'm kind of glad with because um, I, I don't make the decisions at the club, but whoever did was making that decision at the club, I would seriously question their integrity. I don't think um, it's going to be hard to find a better centre-back than him. I don't think we need one, do we? No, but um, it's like... like... Right now we have um, David Luiz. We have... Everybody. How excited are you for Gabriel Martinelli coming back, by the way? You know what? Very. Because, ah, you know, I knew guy. William wasn't going to solve I knew William wasn't gonna solve the issue for us, but <laughs> I did expect more. Especially and, after that first game, you know, he, he was unreal. Yeah, that's playing for Fulham. I mean, no disrespect to Fulham, but um, you know, you're Fulham <laughs> in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. I just, I thought he'd come in and give us, because Pepe would get into good positions and then mess it up. Mm. I thought William was going to be that piece that would, you know, give us that little bit of quality on the ball in there. And it's just... Hasn't delivered so far for me. Yeah, but I haven't been as productive as I would like either. Um, but that's... I don't know if we're being harsh, seeing as we've just played like Liverpool, Man City, Leicester. But I don't know. It feels like the season's sort of kicking off now-ish. That Man, yeah, U, would... that Man U game was a good start. Mm-hmm. I would agree and the menu game is vital for the psychology of us going forward as a club because after so long of not winning that game away from home against the big six club was tragic you know mm-hmm. it, 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 we always knew going into a game it was like oh here we go again 
and then watch it unfold in front of us. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. have, but, have you heard? And so, this week as well, that we currently have the best defensive record in the Premier League, despite playing Man City away, Liverpool away, and Manchester United, and Leicester. I know, it's that man Gabriel at the heart of it all. But um, I, I mean, I, but I think I've been as excited. Sorry, shout out to you. Also, so Gabriel is at the heart of it. Yeah, uh, he's an absolute animal. But also having Tierney and Bellerin in there is so useful. We've missed having. We haven't had our like first choice left and right backs playing for like the last few years. It's yeah. always been like, oh, one of them for a little bit, or like another one for a bit, and he's not actually very good. Oh. But having like oh, Tierney and Bellerin, like two actual good fullbacks playing mm-hmm. at the same time, so useful. Yeah, I would agree. It's, you know, it's very unsettling in, in any side when you're asking people to go in and out of the side weekly. And, you know, if you think back to the positions, for example, Bukayo Saka's played over the last year and Maitland Niles has played right back, left back, wing backs on both sides. Mm-hmm. But any, you know, um, back four, back five, or whatever you need that. You know, for example, you look at Chelsea when they won the league in like 2017 or whenever it was. You knew here their their defense was going to be every single week. Same with Liverpool's when they you know won the title last year and Man. You know, if you look at the teams who've won the, the the league the last five ten years, you can almost name their starting eleven all the time. Um, so I, I would I would agree with you on that one. Um, Bellerin has not shone for me like I feel he can do. Mm-hmm. But like he's looked a little slow, which is one thing I never thought I'd say about Hector um, recently. But on the other hand, Tierney, I think after a difficult start at the club with injury, has really come and you know nailed it this year so far. He's been fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I actually think Bellerin is, is like, he's kind of improving every game. And I think, mm-hmm. to be honest, that last game against United, like, he does, he does show his, his speed. And I think it, it is coming back, definitely. Yeah. Um, like, he's getting into good positions, like mm-hmm. how he won the penalty. Previously, he gets into those positions and he, he does look like a right back, like, <laughs> like in, in and around the box sometimes, yeah, it's fine. But I feel like he's sort of getting, in in a in a sense, more experience because he just hasn't consistently played for like two three years, uh-huh. and he was essentially starting from from the base of his experience in which it was like he was he only really really played for like one or two seasons, mm-hmm. so. In yeah. terms of like his his it's, like football age, it's quite low. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bellerin, especially from like a marketing perspective, having him modelling all our new training gear and all our new shirts, <laughs> and and running running his YouTube channel, he must just make us so much money. He's actually such a beautiful yeah, I mean... man. <laughs> I wasn't. Uh... 
pretty much of a fan of his Jesus look at the time, you know, with the long hair. <laughs> Come on. That, that... Nothing wrong with I... the long hair. <laughs> it's funny. If you... <laughs> if you look over the last five years and look at his, like, different hairstyles, it's kind of summed up his football career. He came through with, like, a really fresh, short, tidy cut. And then it's like just grown and got longer and got longer. Like he's just become more mature and, you know, like he's grown and developed into a man. <laughs> That's funny. He's, he's, I do want him to get a consistent run back though, because it's, you know, it's been a while since he had that. I think, you know, if you look at when he got injured, was it Chelsea away um, last season? He was on a really good run there, um, and that it was hard to see him go. Yeah. <sighs> it was hard. What can you do? But anyways, but how excited are you about Gabriel? Very excited. I just I hope he keeps playing like this. You credit around, but Gary Neville's come out and said um, he was the best player on the pitch the other day. Um. And that's even with Roy Keane comparing Partey to Vieira, which he literally did, which is you know kind of says everything about how good Partey is right now. Um, there's, a, there's something brewing, something brewing at Arsenal, that's for sure. Yeah, and we've been we've been patient for years and years, and it feels like it's it's getting there, like it's almost there. Huh? I, I agree. There's something the there way. with the players that we've got. It it's just it's gonna click. And the refreshing thing for me is, like, I look at other teams in the rebuild right now. <clears throat> um, in let's let's go direct comparisons with Chelsea and United. You know, Chelsea on one hand just went and blew up the transfer market and bought every good attacker in the world. Essentially, you know, Timo Werner, one of the best strikers, you know, out there, and will be out there for a while. Havertz and stuff. I feel like they did all that, but didn't really... I, I, I'm not sure of them right now, their identity. I don't know where they're, how they're going to line up most weeks. And United apparently have Ole at the wheel. I don't know where he's taking them. Like, I don't feel like with United, like we have Arsenal right now, there's a direction we're going in. Everybody's... We're all on the same bus and we're all going to the same place. And, you know, We're all investing in it together. I just don't see that. I don't for, see it. For me, for me, uh, uh, Chelsea and Man U, with these two managers especially, are very, very unpredictable and inconsistent at the moment. They yeah. have phases where they're amazing and phases where they are terrible. I uh-huh. think at the moment with Arsenal, it's more or less uh, easier to predict and like... Uh, they're definitely more consistent, not necessarily in their results at the moment, but in their performances. Yep. Um, and there's there's definitely at Arsenal, there's a level, there's a mi- there's, there's a minimum expectation that these players are hitting every week. Whereas yeah. I feel that at Chelsea and Man U, the players aren't aren't always getting to the level that they, the minimum level that they should be sort of performing at. Uh-huh. I would agree. Um, I feel that, you know, it's hard to, <clears throat> for me, I feel tough judging our Premier League season right now upon where we sit at the table because of 
the fixtures that we've had. You know, we've had a very tough run to start the year. Um, you know, and losing away to City and Liverpool. You know, is that a really a huge issue? No. It would have been nice to get a result there, but I think that just highlights that we are building something that you know, we're not just we're not quite there just yet. We're we're maybe a little bit below, but we're on our way up. I think we're all feeling positive and I think we all felt more positive going into those games than we have in a number of years. You know, that okay. I could come in and do something for us. Um, I agree. It was, Leicester it was a, was a reminder. Sorry, go on. Yeah, and I feel, you know, Leicester wasn't a great result. You know, another team I feel would be competing for the top four with us. But, you know, we we got hit on the counter by Vardy, you know. that That is something which happens to many Premier League clubs. And we just didn't take our chances, really. And I feel yeah. like we'll, we'll learn from that. We'll go again. Yeah, I think it was more a reminder of where we are, but also how good Man City, Liverpool and Leicester all actually are. Um, yeah. They, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being harsh saying that they don't, um, they get too much credit or they don't get enough credit from some people. But... Um, mm-hmm. Liverpool, I know they've won the league and and Man City haven't, but the levels that those two have hit last season and have continued to do like the past few seasons and this season are ridiculously higher than just everybody else in the league. And Leicester are kind of doing well to not quite keep up, but just hang about there. And other than yeah. those three teams, <clears throat> arguably no one else has been as consistent. Um, uh-huh. Tottenham, Arsenal, who are getting there. Um, Man U, Chelsea, who are still sort of in no man's land. But it's uh, they're strong teams, and it was definitely a reminder of what we have to do <clears throat> and potentially a bit of a reality check for some of those players. And um, sometimes losing games gives you a bit more to to work on and like a bit of a bit of room for improvement and a bit more motivation going forward. Definitely, I feel like that game was definitely a wake up tool that was like, you know, of our expectations versus you know reality. We some games we might need to work a little harder and you know dig a little deeper and, and you know, really really want it. Um, I think the Leicester game kind of was a good. A good lesson in that, I guess. And I would also add on that I feel like Leicester are kind of in the same journey as us a little. They're not rebuilding, but they are rebranding their identity and the Rogers and their philosophies and things like that. And you know, they're probably six to nine months ahead in the journey of us of like learning Rogers' style of play. And so I wouldn't be too. Yeah, I think it should be too negative, sure. I think so. Right. Shall we uh, finish up with the predictions for the weekend? I was just suggesting. Yes, right. sir. Perfect. So uh, what do you want to do? Just Prem or do you want to do a bit of a mixed bag? 
let's do Prem and then like three chosen games of the week. So Okay, cool. So Friday night we'll start with is Brighton versus Burnley. <laughs> if I've ever seen a game in the Premier League that screams nil nil more in my life, I'll let you know. <laughs> All right, um, we've nil nil. I'm actually <clears throat> no, I mean Burnley are desperate for a point or points, so I'm gonna go one nil Burnley. I think one nil Burnley. Write... Okay, you writing these down? Um, I I don't worry. I saw it. It's um, it's being transcribed, so it's fine. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go one nil Burnley. What's your prediction on that one? Uh, I'm gonna go one one. Uh huh. Playing it safe for that Solid one. Solid bet. Solid. Playing it safe, and then, um, <laughs> and then after that on Friday night, you've got Southampton Newcastle. <clears throat> um. Now, Southampton have just had Ings ruled out for six weeks. So, I don't know who can... I'm going to go with 2-1 to Newcastle on that one. I'm going to go for the away side again, which doesn't happen very often. I was going to I was gonna say 2-1 Newcastle as well. However, being, a, being an, avid, an avid watcher of Birmingham City, I'm going to put my trust in Shea Adams and say that this game finishes 2-1 to Southampton. Okay, interesting, because Che Adams hasn't really hit the ground running too much since his move. You know, he's not set that many worlds off. Che Adams to score. Saturday, four games. Che Adams to score. Wow, okay. That's big. <laughs> I'm going to go with Callum Wilson to score. We both put Chugga got score in that. All right, fair enough. Uh, early game, you've got Everton at home to Man United. Now, this is a big game, I feel, with Everton's start to the season and Man United needing to respond. This is some tough games to call, man. We've picked a hard week. <laughs> Very early. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Whoa, I'm waking up early for that. All right. Um, I'm going to just jump in here and go 3-3. Three, three. Wow, okay. So neither side is no no has a defence. Okay. <laughs> I mean, um, with I'm gonna go with two one United. I think United are gonna answer some some answers. Can I give some up? Okay, cool. Palace leads. Am I gonna do it again? I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna go with. Actually, I'm gonna go with a one-all draw here. One-all one-all draw. One-all. Okay, yeah. I'm going. I'm going two-one leads. Uh, Chelsea, Sheffield United. I'm gonna go two-nil to the Blues. Yeah, one one-nil Chelsea for me. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I I don't see Sheffield United coming away with any points. West Ham, Fulham, London derby. <laughs> Is it a London derby? <laughs> Um, wow, <laughs> London champion derby. Do you know what? I've been impressed with West Ham this season, though. Yeah, but I do not feel like they're one of the most inconsistent teams in the entire world. That one week they can play I mean, Chelsea off the park or go and lose to. They're right. great when David Moyes is away. So uh, there's mm. that. 
I'm going to go 3-1 West Ham. Okay, I think I'm going to go with 2-1 West Ham. All right. It's going to be one. And we move on to Super Sunday with a big, big game of West... Super Sunday is huge. Oh, I know. West Brom Tottenham. Yeah. 2-1 to West Brom. Oh, that's a big call for me. I'm going to go 3-1 to Spurs. 3-1 to Spurs. Now, the 2 o'clock game is a big, big... Leicester at home to... Who are you having there? Leicester Wolves. That's a fucking tough one. Um, I'm going to go 3-2 Leicester. I'm going to go with 1-0 to Leicester. And that hurts me. I don't like... To say Wolves to lose but I'm going to go 1-0 Man City Liverpool this next one this is a loss of the call how can we alright Man City Liverpool fuck um, my my head's telling me to play it safe but I don't want to I want to be bold here <laughs> 3 be Steve be that guy Three one Man City. I was going down the same path as well. I'm gonna go with three two Man City. Okay. With no Van Dyke, but then now all of a sudden Diego Yotas turned into Little Messi for Liverpool. <laughs> Not a terrible call. And then the final game of the end is a Arsenal, Aston Villa, four one Arsenal. I, I hope so. I'm going to go with 2-1 Arsenal. And we yeah. should still sign Tyrone Mings. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's absolute baller. Right. Well, Gabriel, Gabriel's better than Tyrone Mings, so done. I've got to go. I've got to go pick up Dane. Um, no worries. All right, so just remind us how the scoring works for that before we go. And we will check in with the predictions <laughs> on Monday. So we'll do like um, three points with win and score correct. Yep. Two points correct team win. Yep. One point correct. Like correct score wrong way maybe I don't know. All right. We, we we'll can we can sort that out. Like yeah, we'll work on it. I had it written down um, in the group. I'll take a look. All right, that's cool. And I will uh, probably go with that, but I just forgot. Awesome. All right, I'll catch up with you on Monday. I will catch you.